Welcome back to the conclusion of Pastor Tim's message, Still Others, from Hebrews chapter 11, verses 36 through 40. Hebrews chapter 11 catalogs Old Testament saints who trusted God and acted accordingly. It called for great courage on their part. After listing 16 such saints by name, the writer of Hebrews reminds us that there are many, many more by saying, still others. It is the group of others that we could easily find ourselves among as we clash courageously with the culture around us. Here's Pastor Tim. If it is, cur- if it is circumstances that call for courage, know this, it is Christ who calls for courage. Christ, the one who, the one who showed what bravery and courage looks like on the cross. He is the one who is our example. He is the one who commands it. He is the one who deserves it. He is the one who demands it. And your Bible is riddled with all kinds of verses to swell that courage up within you, to remind you of whose you are and how you should act. Daniel writes and says, But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Is that you? That can be you. Those who know their God can carry out great exploits. The the words of Joshua, they're found in Joshua, keep ringing in my head when he says, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. He repeats it by saying, only be strong and very courageous. And he says this, have I not commanded you? Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. It's incredible. Makes me want to get up and go. I mean, it it, 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 it puts feet on what he's telling me. And then twice, the psalmist will say the very same thing through God. We will do valiantly. Valiantly. So how do you do that? How do you you persevere? You say, Tim, this is all well and good. And when we're we're in here in church, I I feel it. I sense it. I'm going to do something brave. I want to do something courageous. Sometimes it's a different story out there, isn't it? It's a different story when I begin to face those circumstances. When I have to speak up or act in front of others who don't think like I do. Who won't pat me on the back. Who won't give me applause. Who won't give me likes and hearts on my Facebook post. How do you persevere? Same way that they did. 
Same way that the still others did. It's the opening of verse number 38 that really draws my attention to this passage like nothing else. It describes the still others this way, of whom the world was not worthy. Isn't that good? As long as you believe that the world has something to offer you, you're likely not to stand against it. But when you realize that every blood-bought believer stands head and shoulders above the world, the world is not worthy of you. Don't bow to it. Don't give in to it. Don't find your satisfaction there. Don't find your reward there. Instead, persevere. Know of whom your reward will come. Know whom it is that will give you aid. Lift your eyes up into the hills. Ask yourself, where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And that then I can do as these still others do. Look with me in verse number 39. He says, And all these, these who? The still others. All these, having obtained a good testimony. They obtained a good testimony. How did they do that? The Bible says, through faith. In other words, they lived it out. So how do you persevere? Let me give you these four things. Number one, we abide by principles. We abide by biblical, godly principles. He says that they obtained a good testimony. In this world that does not value your Savior. In this world that does not value your convictions. In this world you can still obtain a good testimony. People may disagree with you. People may hate you. People may point their fingers at you. But this one thing they know, they know that what you say you believe is real. Because you don't buckle. You don't give in, you don't give sway to every wind, to every fad that comes along. You abide by the principles of God's Word. You live out your faith. And so through your faith, you obtain a good testimony. Number two, not only do we abide by principles, but we anticipate His promises we anticipate His promises. Notice, if you will, the end of verse number 39. After He says that they obtained this good testimony through faith, He says they did not receive the promise. Well, Tim, that's not hopeful. <laughs> they didn't live to see it, did they? They didn't. The generation before us didn't live to see it. 
What's he talking about? He's talking specifically about, about Christ, his gift of eternal life, his return for his church. They anticipated it. And because he didn't come, those who are unbelievers said, Aha, look, you believed in a promise that never came about. They forgot a key word. They forgot the word yet. <laughs> he hadn't come yet. He hadn't fulfilled his promise yet. But he will. Every one of his promises will come true. Everything that he ever said that he would do, he will do. And if he said that he's returning for his church, guess what? He's returning for his church. It might happen in my lifetime. And it might not. It does not sway me one way or the other that I anticipate His promises. Because even beyond that one, there are other promises I'm waiting for. Other promises I expect Him to fulfill. Did you keep your place in Psalm 27? Let's go back there one more time. I want to take you to the end. Just as we look at the end verses of Hebrews 11, let's look at the last two verses of Psalm 27. He says, I would have lost heart. I understand that. Do you understand that? After time, and again, and again, and again, and again. I would have lost heart if I had not believed. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And He shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. It's yet another promise. He will strengthen you. He will give you courage. He will give you bravery in the day that you need it. I am anticipating His promises. That's how I keep going. It's how you can keep going too. It's how the still others kept going. Number three, we accept His provision. We accept His provision. Look in verse number 40. God, having provided something better for us. God's always supplying something better. You think the world has something to offer you? God has something better. You think the devil in all of his negotiation with you is really going to allow you to enjoy something better. God has something better for you. And can I draw your attention just simply to the grammar? You ready to go back to English class? <laughs> Somebody said no. 
It must have been one of our teachers. No, verse number 40. It doesn't just say that he will provide something better. It doesn't just say that he has provided something better. It says that he is having provided. With every breath that you take, God offers something better. Every time that you speak up and someone silences you, God has something better. Every time that you stand up for Christ and somebody says to sit down, God has something better. With everything that you feel like you sacrifice or give up, God has something better. What would it gain a person if they should gain the whole world and lose their soul? I could lose everything that I have and God provides something better. Can I give you one more? One last way to persevere. One last way to stand on your courage that Christ has given to you. To answer His call when duty demands it. We await perfection. We await perfection. We await that day when we stand in His presence. We see as we are seen and known as we are known. We're in glory. Transformed. Verse number 40 says that they should not be made perfect apart from us. You haven't missed out. You haven't. Some of you have lost people that are so near and so dear to you. In that moment you think, I don't think I can do this anymore. I don't think I can take one more step. I'm not sure I can even take one more breath. God's the one who puts breath in your nostrils. God is the one who calls you to duty. If you are here, He has something for you. I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to be perfect in my service. I don't have to be perfect in my words. I can say the same way that you say. I just, I mean, if I talk to them, I don't know what I'm going to say. You don't have to be perfect. Just be brave. Your perfection's coming. And you can wait on that one. Let me ask you to bow your head and close your eyes with me for a minute. This moment, right now, calls for bravery. If you are a introvert like me, 
You never want to be pointed out. You never, you never want to be in the spotlight. But when God gives you your moment, you have to seize it. And for some of you, this is the moment. This is the moment to give your heart to Jesus. This is the moment to be able to say, I gave my heart to Jesus this week. This is your moment to be able to say, I've given my heart to Jesus and now I want to live. I want to live for Him. I want to live like it. I want to be brave in my home and brave on my job. Brave when I'm out in public. I want to be brave when I'm with my friends and I want to be brave when I'm surrounded by enemies. Start with being brave right now. If I can help you, I want to. Maybe you just want to come to the altar. Jesus, this is your moment. Spirit of God, have freedom in the heart of every person in this room, every person that's watching it on Facebook. That in this moment, that they do the bravest thing that maybe that they've ever done. I pray that you would reward them for it. Reward them with your presence. Reward them with your strength. Reward them with your applause. Bless them. Let me ask you to do this. I want to help some of you. Right where you are, would you stand where you are? Your head's still bowed, your eyes are still closed. You're doing that for a couple of reasons. One is you're probably praying yourself. But you're also trying to make it just a little bit easier on somebody who doesn't want to be seen. okay I want you to come okay if you want to sing while Ron plays sing if you want to pray if you want to come to the altar if you want to come with your friend if you want to come to me let's do what God's put on your heart to do today okay okay Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is church office at BritDavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.